Good morning. You're listening to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Molly Gregory. She's an author, screenwriter, and documentary filmmaker of Stunt Women. Very interesting story, the untold Hollywood story, and she's joining me right now. Good morning, Molly. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Oh, certainly. Glad to. This is a very interesting project, Stunt Women. What made you decide to do this? A stunt woman um, came to my apartment here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to sign a book I had previously written, and uh, I was happy to do that. And then she said, have you ever considered writing about stunt women? And I said, no, I'm working on a novel now. I was moving on. I didn't really want to write a non- another nonfiction book, but she, she convinced me. She started telling me about stunt women and what they did, and then she started to talk about the discrimination uh, and um, the difficulties of getting the work and keeping the work, and I, uh, I signed on. I think it just great. seemed like a really, it seemed like a story that literally had never been told, their story the stunt women in the movies. And it gives, you know, as I went on writing the book uh, and researching, talking to um, about 65 stunt women mm-hmm. over a couple a of lot. years. And uh, a dozen stunt mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you a new look at the movies, a new understanding of how tough and gallant these women are. And I wondered... Does their work have anything to do with the rest of us? Does it have anything mm-hmm. to teach us? I kept thinking about that, and I, it, it really does. And it, this was, I think I got, got this from a stunt woman who told me, I enjoyed overriding my body's natural instincts. Oh, I love it. Not allowing fear to overtake my judgment. The more fearless you are, in what you do, she said, the fewer regrets you'll have. I so learned true. those things from doing stunts. Isn't that great? Yeah, it is great. Very empowering. I thought so. And, you know, so after several years later, you know, here we are, and the book is out. It's called Stunt Women, the Untold Hollywood Story. And uh, the first stunt women were actresses in silent movies. I, excuse me, I had looked up some pictures of stunt women, and there were women on motorcycles and doing yep. all kinds of things, and it really is so fascinating. Is it, it really, and it was for me, too, because I didn't know anything about stunts or stunt women. I mean, I assumed, like everybody else, I suppose, you had stunt men and stunt women, but I never thought about it. But they're really uh, a significant part of the movies. What, what were s- some of the stories? I mean, you said you interviewed a lot of women. What were yeah. some interesting takeaways, some people you met? Oh, from the people I met, they're, all the stunt women that I met are really interesting. They're quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different specialties. They're, as you said, they're riding motorcycles or they're expert swimmers. These, these women are athletes. We don't think of them as athletes, but they are. And the specialties they have, once they start stunts, then they gather up other specialties, too. But they Mm -hmm. all have a basic specialty of some sort. It's very invigorating. 
People didn't think of women years and years ago as powerful and athletic and able to do things men could do. No, they didn't. And especially, they didn't, you know, we're talking about the reach of time here, like the early 1900s. Sure. In movies, when mm-hmm. movies began, there were stunt women there. They weren't called stunt women until later, but there were stunt women there. Uh, they, um, they have a, let's see, what can I say in terms of, I learned that this is like a classic come-from-behind-all, risk-all saga with an amazing <laughs> cast of characters writing this book because the women who worked in the first flickers, the 1900s, they've worked all the way through to today's digital box office. That's 100 years. Really? That's yeah. huge. Yeah, well, it's huge, but there wasn't really a great number of stunt women, but there were always stunt women. And to do this work, women had to be athletic, and they had to be willing to take risks. Uh, All stunt people, of course, take risks. But in addition, women faced institutional race and sex discrimination, unequal pay, other inequities, to do a job that that could injure and sometimes kill them. Sure. Yeah. It's, It's dangerous work, but on the other hand, if you don't take a risk, risk once in a while, what are you doing? Exactly. You're not living. Well... Not fully, anyway. Not fully. Not fully. Uh-huh. Uh, I love the co- cover of the book. Uh, you've got women oh. in airplanes and climbing, you know, buildings. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's it's the, all of those women. They're all of different ages. I mean, different times. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a couple there from uh, nineteen fifteen, and uh, and then there are others from the fifties and uh, into the nineties. How did you uh, find a lot of these women? Uh, each woman I found, uh, the first woman who came and asked me to sign my book, mm-hmm. um, she suggested some women, and from them, from each one, I learned of other women. It was a trail. I love it. It was. It was. It's like a domino effect of. In a know, way, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or getting the dominoes to stand up. Right. Right. Uh, it, it's a. It's an amazing story. It's. And it teaches us something in terms of what women can do that they weren't expected to be able to do and all of the difficulties they had for so long, because for a long time, from about the 1920s through the 60s or 70s, men were uh, doing the women's stunts. They would insist upon it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even sometimes when a woman had been hired, to do a stunt, she, it, it could be taken away from her at any time and for any reason. But uh, those were the difficulties that they endured in this work, and they, uh, they did a wonderful job. And what's interesting, Molly, they, they didn't yeah. do it for the fame. You know, they, they were just passionate. And I love the description. Uh, I went to your website, which is mollygregory.com. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, they, they're the working-class women of Hollywood. They're black and white, young and old, daughters, mothers, sisters, grandmothers. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, they bake cookies, they carpool, but they also, you know, climb buildings and ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, fall off buildings. They fall off buildings, yes. Do yeah. high falls. There's a long set. The, one of the sections uh, toward the end of the book is, 
um, about all the women who are known as high fallers, they do huge leaps into the air. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. Well, it's, you know, technically, it's somewhat changed with, uh, you know, CGI and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the high fallers are the, the real risk takers. But they get a thrill about it. And one, one of them said, who's very well known, uh, she said that, in essence, when she does something, uh, it's, it's like her, and she succeeds. Her, it, it, it builds her confidence in herself. Right. Which is going back you know, to what you said earlier, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, you talk about there was a fascinating case of Julie Johnson, an experienced stunt woman who sued Spelling Goldberg Productions for discrimination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, if you could. Well, it it was it had to do with she was one of the first stunt women who became a stunt coordinator, um, which means that you um, hire the stunt people you need for a certain job, and uh, you run the stunts. This was a position that was almost unknown for women in, at that time, and this would have been the late 70s. And mm-hmm. uh, she was very good at, at the work, there's no question. But after uh, two or three years, she was, uh, they hired a guy to do the stunt coordination. This was on Charlie's Angel. Big hit show. Right. They hired a yeah. guy? How could they hire a guy? <laughs> <laughs> Put a wig no, on I him? Know. I don't know. What, what's wrong with them? Um, but stunt coordinators come and go. Mm-hmm. And there are changes. Uh, well, it changes everywhere. But it, at any rate, she did not feel that she should have been uh, let go. And she sued Spelling Goldberg, who, sure. whose show it was. And... Uh, uh, went to trial, and the um, jury voted for her, and then it went on appeal, and she lost. Oh, awful. But it was a very brave thing to do, um, considering how, mm, how much she risked, what the big risk for mm-hmm. her. And she lost a lot of work, clearly. She got some work after that, but nothing like what she had had before. It was very, very... That's one chapter in, in the book. Molly, I feel like this could be a great film with old footage and... Well, interesting of you to say that. I think so, too. <laughs> I absolutely could see it. Yeah, yeah, I can. It's, uh, and there's something when, you know, when people do unusual things, that really have something to do with our own lives in, in one way and not at all like our own lives in another way. It's, it's important information to have. Right. It's important to know that for 100 years women have done these wonderful things. Well, you know, you, a lot of people just thought men did them, but, you know. Well, they did. They did. They did most of them, yes. They put on wigs and dresses and you know, went out and drag and doubled the women for a long time. But on the other hand, there are always times when you have to have a woman to double a woman. Sure. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, that equalizes the work, too. When I was in uh, high school, 
I just want to interject this little story. I, I had to do a project. I was 16, and my dad said, why don't you do Babe Dietrichson? I don't know who that was at the time. So I did this whole you know, research project on Babe Dietrichson, and I was amazed how many sports she played. Ah. And it was just this you know, ah. uncovering of somebody I would never have known because she, it was such a different time period you know, when she was yeah. alive. And, and uh, I was telling my daughters about this, and you know, women weren't expected to be so athletic and multi-talented yeah. and, you know, kick butt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They weren't. No. And uh, uh, actually, it was the women in the early serials in silent movies. They were the women who really proved that women could do anything. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, until I started writing this book, I didn't either. So, Molly, you also uh, wrote another book, Women Who Run the Show. Could you talk yes. about that? Um, that was a book that I interviewed 125 women in the entertainment industry in all kinds of jobs, from directors to um, producers, writers, editors, uh, executives. It was a period, it runs from 1970 to the year two, to about 2000, mm -hmm. and, and what it showed was that was the period when women began to become, for the first time, VPs, vice presidents of um, story or production or whatever. That was the time that brought Sherry Lansing into... Um, Heading, forgotten the first one she headed, but in any way over at Paramount. Paramount, yes. Others, yeah. And, and a lot of other women who were able to get into jobs that it literally had been denied them from, you know, all the rest of them. Right. Time. And it, it, uh, it, it's amazing what women have to put up with. It sure um, is. And amazing how difficult it is sometimes to get the work. But women do the work very well. They sure do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you always want to be a writer? N no, not really, although I was always writing. I hadn't made the connection. I started out making documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, and since I was writing them at the same time, this is, I was quite, quite young in my 20s, and uh, finally I, I decided this, this isn't for me, standing out here in the hot sun or the driving rain with this camera. This is, I've got to go inside and start writing seriously. And that's, that's how great. it came about. Now, we talked um, before we went on the air, the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out, and Perhaps you have advice for people that are in a career funk. They're not quite sure, you know, how to get themselves in the right direction. Do you have a, do you have some things you do to keep yourself going and positive, motivated? Positive and motivated. <laughs> That's a daily task for almost everybody. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, the things I remember is uh, that it's very important to be able to Stand back from yourself and say, what, are I, what do I really like doing? Mm -hmm. um, which is essentially what I did when I was doing documentaries and then 
switched over solely to writing. Um, I also, uh, one of the women I interviewed for Women Who Run the Show, she said that the best advice she ever got from anybody when she was looking for a job in, in the business, in the industry, entertainment industry, right. was to start somewhere, anywhere, as a temp, some kind of temporary job, you know? Good idea. And just go from mm, organization or business to business, and you will find a place, she said, that suits you. That's great advice. Do you think so? I mm-hmm. always did. Yeah. And uh, it's a way to sort of get to know the areas personally. And they're all different in a way. All studios are different or producers or whatever. I like that advice. I like that. I, that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Do you have other things that are on your bucket list, some other things that you are working on or want to work on? <laughs> well, <laughs> right now I'm working on promoting this book and speaking about it. Uh, and so, oh, that reminds me. Yes. Somebody in an audience a few weeks ago, said that after reading the book on stunt women, mm-hmm. she said that she now looks at movies in an entirely different way. I can you believe know, that. You know, you can't yeah. really see a stunt when, when it, you know, when it goes by. It goes by in a flash, usually. Sure. But they're very carefully prepared. This isn't just something you make up at the last minute and dive into very carefully prepared. She now says she sees the cut between the uh-huh. star doing something, riding a horse, say, yes. and then it cuts to something very tricky on a horse. That's the changeover between the, the star or the actor right. and the stunt person. Your eye becomes much more in tune to figuring that out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what she was. That essentially, that's that's exactly what she was saying, and I, I was I was very happy to hear that. Uh, certainly, because there's a lot about a lot of things a lot of us don't know. Right. Uh, but uh, that was that was really fun to learn, and uh, but I got off the track of what you were asking me about. That's okay. I was just asking you. Uh, do you have some advice for people that are in a career funk? Or, or so, if you've ever had to deal with one, what you did. Gee, a career funk. Well, certainly we've all had them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't quite, I don't have a lot of funks. Well, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. Uh, but I, I do think that there's, when you're in a career funk, you're just, sort of looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. And to get out of it, I suspect, is that you have to look up and look out and see what it is you think you're doing and what it is you want to change about it. Because there's only really one person who can get you out of it, and that's you. Right. So true. Yes. Right. So you don't just sit around and moan. Well... I'm not surprised you haven't been in a funk because you're always busy, you know, lots of writing, interesting things. 
you have a research hat on, it seems. Yes, I do. I like research. And um, I remember in uh, graduate school, I just loved to interview people. I loved to just hear what they had to say and then look for the themes and what different people had to say. And Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? That is great. It is great. makes you a better listener. And I love when surprises happen. You go in thinking, I'm going to look for this. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about, you know, poor wages or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you found something you never expected. Yes. That's the best mm-hmm. when it happens. But it doesn't happen unless you're looking for it. Right. Really reaching out for it. And that means that you have to feel that you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. It's not that somebody's denying you something. It's just that you haven't found it yet. Right. And you deserve to find it. And you really can't go in there with a preconceived agenda. Uh, no. No. Mm-mm. No, but that's that's the ability to be really open to whatever comes along in a way, right? And to to recognize it when it does, like a, uh, an offer that you hadn't expected or a path you never expected, right? You know, Molly, I want to share something with you. I'm reading Gloria Steinem's book, My Life on the Road. Yeah, and she talks about how. Growing up, they were constantly on the road, and she craved to have a home life and stability. However, it was so fascinating when you're on the road and you barely have anything with you, very few items. You're open to whoever you meet. You're open to experiences, and so much happens. Wow. And it's That's fabulous. Isn't it fabulous? It's yeah. a great book. I'm, I just started. I'm like first 50 pages, but she is an incredible woman. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So that's my little advice, oh. for, but it related to what you had to say, because you do have to be open. Oh, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you're, if you're shut down like a tomb, forget it. Right. I, I'm always fascinated by old footage. Did you come across a, a lot of, did you study a lot of old films um, yes, some mm-hmm. um, that I can get. A lot of the old films no longer exist, obviously. Right. Uh, but there were accounts also in um, uh, for the silent films. There are a lot of accounts in uh, newspapers and, and magazines. And uh, the Kevin Brownlow, the author, and uh, and Anthony Slide, another author. Anthony Slide wrote the book. Um, uh, the directors, uh, female directors, women directors, uh, which opened up the whole period of the silent movies and how crucial women were in that period, which had not been known before. I think the, this book was published in 1977. It certainly, you know, I, I've been, just been a, uh, graduated from, from uh, 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 NYU film school, and I'd never been That's taught great. that that women had any role at all in silent movies, all about men. But that's, that was the history that came down, a one-sided history. Uh, it, you know, for a long time, uh, there's a woman, Faye Kanan, who was very significant. I interviewed her in the book about um, women who run the show, and she mm-hmm. said that she had a phrase for the movies, and that is, it is the people's art form. Oh. And when I 
heard that, when I heard her say that, I realized also that for decades, that art form had only been for half the people, because most of the movies were about men. Right. Right. That really stuck with me, and I love what she said. Oh, I love that. It's, it's the people's art form. Well, you bet it is. And that's why I think at the base of it, movies are so significant for us. They're such a part of our culture, and they teach us things. They sure do. Well, I hope that you'll continue to do books like this because they're so important and necessary, and I loved how this just came about. You never expected oh. to do this. No, 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 I didn't think it up. It was Julie Johnson <laughs> who came to my home and wanted her book signed. Well, thank you, Julie Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Well, wonderful. Oh. We have to wrap up, but if people okay. want to find out more about you, we'll just send them to mollygregory.com. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. And sure. uh, are you going to be doing any events anytime soon? I'm doing a, an event at, uh, it's on the February 19th at Book Soup. Oh. On Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. It's a kind of famous bookstore. Yeah, that's this week. Uh, yeah, coming up. Friday. Wait, is that right? Fifth? No, wait a minute. Friday. The 19th? Well, I don't know. I don't have a calendar. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's sometime. Okay. Whatever you say. Whatever but I say. But it is the 19th. <laughs> uh, it's Friday. Okay. So book soup. Book and soup. Um, if they'll just look up book soup, they'll find out more about it. Yeah. All right. It's a, the program starts at 7 p.m. Okay, wonderful. I'll put it on my blog, too. Oh, good. Molly, good. I want to thank you so much for calling in. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, I like talking to you. You're oh. a good interviewer. Oh, thank you, Molly. Thank you. And I hope to meet you sometime. Oh, I'd love it. All right. You be well. Okay. Thanks, you Molly. Too. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. That was Molly Gregory. She's a best-selling author, and uh, we chatted about a bunch of things. But she did recently um, publish this book, Stunt Women, The Untold Hollywood Story, is available on Amazon. If you go to Molly Gregory, that's M-O-L-L-I-E Gregory.com, you can find out more about it. And if you missed any part of today's show with either of my guests, Kevin Hazard or Molly Gregory, they will be up on my blog within an hour after I wrap, and I'm wrapping soon because Sheldon Abbott is standing by with Cure for the Blues. So that's a wrap for me. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And if you want to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I dot org. Have a great week, everybody, and enjoy the day off if you do have it off. Happy President's Day.